Hey everyone, it's uh, Michael Moore. Welcome to Rumble. Rumble with Michael Moore. This is my podcast. And uh, we're at the end of our first week of doing this. My first week. And, uh, you know, it's something I'd never done before. And and I announced four days ago that this was going to uh, be a weekly podcast. And here I've done four already the first week. But that was kind of the plan to sort of have a, a couple of weeks at the beginning uh, where I just, uh, you know, do as many as I'm able to do just to get into the hang of this. And um, boy, I'll tell you, it's been, it's been a real pleasure to be able to speak to you and to have some guests on. And, and I've got some great people lined up uh, for next week. So through the holidays here, you know, you may hear from me every day or two. And I, uh, I can't thank you enough for the response. It's really been incredible. I, I haven't, we haven't, you know, promoted it or anything. I haven't been on TV to talk about it. I haven't, uh, <clears throat> we don't have any advertising. We don't have anything. It's word of mouth. And I put it up on my social media. And, and I was stunned uh, yesterday to wake up to the news that uh, this podcast is has made the charts. The Apple podcast charts. It's in the top 25 podcasts. Uh, that are out there, uh, according to Apple, and that was done with, um, I, can, I can promise you, no effort on uh, my part. And uh, so clearly, you found me, you found this, and thank you for that. And please uh, subscribe if you haven't already, it's free. Um, send me your comments, I'd, I'd love the feedback. And, you know, don't forget to rate it, on, uh, you know, give it whatever stars you want, just to you know, let me know if this is a worthy endeavor. As I told you at the beginning of the week, uh, I'd made a big decision for the coming year here to set aside the movie and the uh, TV series that uh, I'd started to prepare for. Uh, because I, I just, I can't think of anything more important that I need to do than to have um, this kind of contact with you and to create a digital media project uh, that will, on my level, do the work that needs to be done for the coming year and hopefully continue beyond that because it's not just about electing a president uh, it's uh <laughs> we'll have our work cut out for us either way whether our person wins it will not be an easy road to get the things done that we want to see done and it, it certainly will be a really rotten and tough road uh, should trump win again and don't think for a second that that can't happen so um so here we have Rumble. Rumble will be with us. I will. This will be my way to communicate with you and you with me. And my focus is on this. This is it. This is I've, I've thrown all in to create this. And then perhaps over the next few weeks or months, uh, a few other ideas I've got cooking here uh, online, digitally with you and others. So be sure and uh, uh, subscribe to this. And uh, and uh, uh, we'll have more news for you next week about other things we've we've got planned today. This podcast. I'm very honored to have someone on who not only uh, told me that he ne he's never listened to a podcast, uh, he uh, has never done a podcast, this is, which is incredible thinking, considering who he is, uh, never listened to a podcast, never done, has refused to do podcasts and agreed to come on Rumble here with me and let this be his very first experience uh, on a podcast. So I'm truly, truly honored to have him here uh, and to have this be his first. He's, uh, he's a legend. He's an American hero. He arguably is the greatest actor of our lifetime. And 
He's been um, very outspoken about the times in which we're living and uh, the people who are responsible for making it so difficult for so many people. He's um, Mr. Robert De Niro, and I'm glad that he sat down with me here uh, to do this. The great Robert De Niro, for the first time ever on a podcast right here on Rumble with Michael Moore. We turn the microphones on, and what you're about to hear is completely uncensored, unfiltered, in its raw form. I'd like to welcome uh, Mr. Robert De Niro, and um, I'm I'm very happy to have you here uh, to talk I'm to you. I'm, I've been wanting to talk to you for some time. I need to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope I can be of some help to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because uh, we're we're living in a in a in a time that we have never lived in before. No, bad time. It's a bad time. And uh, I ran into you at the Lincoln Center. Uh, it was the anniversary celebration or whatever right. this year. And you had mentioned to me that, um, you know, in addition to The Irishman, that you were also in this uh, film uh, called Joker. Yes. Uh, Todd Phillips' uh, film uh, with Joaquin Phoenix. And you couldn't tell me anything about it. But you did say this to me. I love how it ends for me. <laughs> oh, did I say that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because um, um, generally you're doing the whacking. Yeah. And you get whacked mm -hmm. in a quite a dramatic fashion. Right. Have you seen it in the movie theater with people where they are, where it, people repel back in the seat? Because- No, I haven't seen Well, they don't want to see anything happen to you. Yeah, yeah. And number one. And and they haven't seen this. <laughs> yes, and they and they haven't seen this happen. Yeah. You haven't played that, that sort of character. And, and in fact, in King of Comedy, you played it sort of the yeah. reverse of it. Um, Look, let's face it, uh, you and I and everybody listening to this has been um, living in not just a weird time, not just a, I think that there is a malaise in this country right now. There is a level of despair with people. They are, have you seen this and felt it? They're so low. To me, it feels like a, um, with this administration, this president, there's a, um, uh, it's kind of being in, a, in an abusive relationship. You don't know what's gonna happen, you feel, you don't feel safe. You don't feel, you, you just say, if, if the president is such an idiot and can't do anything that we can rely on and feel safe about or good about, even intentions, good intentions, he has no good intentions. Um, that's the, that's, that's your role as president to make things, to make people feel good and positive. Even though it, it's easier said than done, that's your responsibility as a president. He doesn't have any of that, as we right. all know. Right. Uh, I mean, I always knew it just because I never wanted to have anything to do with him in New York City. He was a fool then, He's, but now it's even worse. And I even gave him the benefit of the doubt after the day after he was elected. I went on Jimmy Kimmel, I think, and, and I said, you know, look, I'll give him a chance. You know, like, I hope I'm wrong. Right. But there has not been one thing about this person uh, that has been redeeming, as far as I can see, nothing. And for the Republicans who have fallen in line with him, and uh, it's, uh, I, I don't understand that it's a disgrace. It's beyond a disgrace. Uh, shame on them. Shame on all of them. Yes. Um, what is that though? Okay, I get the part, I get Trump is not right, yeah. has no good intentions, but 
there there are um, what two hundred plus members of Congress in the Senate, Republicans. Yeah. How do how does every single one of them continue to stand with this? I, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I, I you know I was reading this book Anonymous, and he goes into some of that, to, or he or she or whoever it is goes into some of that toward the end about sort of a herd mentality or people who follow the group. Uh, psychology that sort of get turned. I haven't finished it, so I'm not, and I'm not saying it well, but there is something there. It's, it's like a, a good lesson in, in human nature, if you will, psychology that these people like Lindsey Graham yeah. and this McCarthy and these other ones and Mulvaney, who said all these things about his children and not someone like Trump doing such a turnaround. Where does that, I don't understand that. That's frightening. There is no explanation no, for this. It's, uh, they have, they have, they've lost, to me, all, all reason. This is, uh, they have a, an obligation and a duty to stand up to this guy. They're not going to. No, they're not, I know. So where does that leave us? Where, that's a good question. What do, we, what do we do about, okay, maybe some people thought, well, we could convince the good-hearted ones. We yeah. may disagree with them politically, but at least they care about the country. And they'll do the right thing. Yes. That's not happening. I know. I'm at a loss. You know, I, I, I mean, I know I live in New York and I'm living in a certain world. It's not out there in the Midwest and other parts of the country. But there's right and there's wrong. You do the right. I know when I see what's being done that's wrong. And those people are supposed to represent us and they are supposed to know and stand up for what's right in the country. And they're not doing that. Um, and sometimes people who are not. There was a term I was talking to somebody the other day about. It's a kind of a, a superficial way of, you know, you, you choose a president or a leader just because you like them or this and that. You don't even know much about them, and I, I understand that. And they read certain tabloids. They read Inquirer, Star, all that stuff, and mm -hmm. somewhere in the way out in the in the middle of the country where, or not so much the middle of the country, many places closer to big cities and stuff where they. That's the information that they get, which is not true. That's fake news. That's fake news. That's the real fake news. And he's twisted it all around. And it's like uh, astonishing. But I think those people uh, need to learn and be taught and be led by the people who are more enlightened and are caring about the welfare of the country and the world. They have to be able to teach those people and their kids and lead, lead responsibly, not do what these uh, Republicans are doing. Right. McCarthy, Lindsey Graham, shame on him, shame on them. What are, what are their families, what are their grandkids are gonna think about if they haven't, I don't know, but it's, it's, uh, it's awful. It's awful. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like there's any, any way that we can reach them. We can't convince them to change their minds. The people who live out where I'm from, Michigan, and yeah. you know, uh, a state that voted for Trump, Yeah. Um, Hillary lost by just two votes per precinct in wow. Michigan, just wow. two votes. And uh, so it was pretty debilitating to see that yeah. happen in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Um, and I don't know what you think about this. I've just come to believe that, that the energy that you and I and others have between now and next November has to be focused on getting the people out who are going to stay home who would vote the right yeah. way. As opposed to the enormous energy it takes trying to convince somebody yes. that yeah. 
what they've heard on Fox News or Rush Limbaugh, they believe it as gospel. And, you know, we used to laugh about this. I used to say, yeah, you know, the, uh, the people that believe that the earth is only 6,000 years old and Adam and Eve wrote on dinosaurs and ha, 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 ha. But this has gone way beyond that. Yeah, it's not just that they, okay, for maybe the religious reasons, they believe that the earth was only 6,000 years old. But now it's, it's all of this stuff that's pumped into their heads and they believe it. If you gave them a lie detector test, they'd pass it. Yeah. Yeah. They'd say it as fact, you know. Yeah. I, I just may, tell me if I'm wrong, but I just think that maybe we have to give up on those. I just consider them lost for now. And like you just said, maybe we reach their children. So as they become 18, they'll turn this around. They'll vote the right way. But 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 there's so many people on our side that stay home, that feel they disaffected by the whole thing the political system isn't for them it hasn't helped them you're a working class person in michigan what's any party done for me you know well it's but the problem is it gets worse and worse and if you allow someone like trump to really become more of a demagogue eventually i mean they laughed didn't they laugh at hitler didn't they laugh at mussolini look how silly they look look at trump how silly he looks i don't know what that is but you've got You've got, uh, he's a clown, but a dangerous one. It's not funny anymore. Not funny anymore. No. And, and um, it, it'll affect them if he becomes uh, reelected. It'll affect them in ways that we can't even think of now, but you say, no, it can't happen here, but it will happen. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree with those who say there's no guarantee that he'll leave, even when, if he does get a second term. No. I, yeah. Or if he loses this election, he'll just call the election rigged. Exactly. No, that's what His I was saying. People will believe him. And I saw Bill Maher. I was thinking about the same thing. Yeah. I saw Bill Maher say that a couple of months ago. Yeah. That no, he, he he will say it's rigged, and he'll want maybe a recount. You, who knows? But he's not going to go peacefully. Right. Uh, I think. Or what do we do in that situation? It's it's a real test. The only thing he's done that's only contribution I see that he's given to this country and the world is that he's taught us that we can never allow it to happen again. Right. With, with, with laws and so on and ways of protections that, that a, a person like this who, who just is a, I even run out of words to call him. I, I, uh, just what's the first word that comes to mind? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I always say low life because he's a low life. Um, he's not a pig. I used to call him a pig, but he's, pigs have dignity. He has no dignity, no nothing. He's a, a disgrace to the human race, if you will. It's uh, and I don't want to call him names. I just want to get yeah. us out of the situation. Yeah. We all know what he is. It's just getting past that. Well, um, you mentioned, you know, because you're from New York. He's yes. from New York. You both grew he's, up here. He's an embarrassment, a disgrace. For, uh, I have to ask, as yeah. not, not a New Yorker. Yeah. How did <laughs> how did New York let this happen? Good I question. Mean, but no, there are other New Yorkers who are not. Look, look what happened to Giuliani. And, and another thing is that Rupert Murdoch became a citizen of this country. And look what he contributed. Mm-hmm. Look what he contributed. Mm-hmm. That's about money. It's about power. It's about greed. Lying. Lying. That he, This is what he can be proud of. Right. This is what his kids, his grandkids, that's what they can be proud of. That's his contribution to this country, right. to this world. Right. That's pretty fucking disgraceful. You, know, you bring up Giuliani when I say it's sad because I was here around 9 yeah. 11. 
you know, and, and he seemed to, you know, do his best to try and pull the city together. But then I forget that I'm firefighters will stop me here and yeah. see me on the street. And they're still upset. They blame Giuliani in part for why so many died because he moved the communication center after the first World Trade Center bombing into the World Trade Center. And that day when they couldn't communicate with each other. Yeah. We all, I mean, so Giuliani still has this kind of mythological kind of place in New York history. But even then, it was like, you know, I forget about those things. He, I, I don't want to say, because there are things I'm sure he did for the city and this and that, but he was also at the right place at the right time, as horrible as that is, as being, you know, America's mayor. But, you know, when you wind up doing what you're doing now, yeah. are you so desperate for attention or to be in the limelight that you do what you do for there's something the the cabal the the deep state is within all those guys giuliani trump everything that they accuse everybody else of being is what they really are and they know it and that's why they're projecting that stuff right because they're doing it every criticism that trump has had about anybody or anything he's done and not tenfold, but you might as well say ten. I mean, he's just done it. Everything he accused Obama of this and that, he's done it more. Right. All the silly golf stuff, all the other stuff. I mean, anything, any criticism that he said about anybody, he's done it more. Right, right. So takes I, one to know one, and that's yeah. the whole thing that he just, you know. It's so simple. You it's can so see simple. It. It's so basic. <laughs> it's so simple. I can tell you this though: if Trump had grown up in Detroit. You, the rest of you, never would have heard of him. We would have taken care of the problem. Well, I, I want to know why New York didn't take care of the problem. Well, I, you know, How did he get away all those years, I, all the crazy I stuff agree. he did? I agree. I Listen, I, 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 I don't, he's not somebody I ever wanted to talk to, have anything to do with. He was a, he, he's a, a person who calls the tabloids and calls Forbes magazine, I think. Yes. Saying he's representing himself, yeah. he's, but not saying he's, he's the one called. That's crazy. Right. One crazy thing after another. And yet I mean, the, the city kind of embraced, they liked the tabloid entertainment with him. They came up with a name for him, the Donald, you know. It's, it's, I'm, I'm not blaming no, New York for this. No, I'm just saying. It, well, you're right. I mean, We needed they, somebody here. Uh, uh, Out there, we don't know. All yeah. we knew about Queens was Archie Bunker yeah. and Trump. Yeah. We don't yeah. know anybody else from Queens, <laughs> you know. So it's like, what? What? how did this happen? It's hard. I'm just kidding. No, that's okay. Hello. Hey. Okay, what's happening after? Because I'm in the middle of something now. How long will you be there? Yeah, right. Yeah. All right, so j just call me when you're leaving. Okay, bye. You good? Yeah. Out there where we, where I'm from, you know, I think people really first got to know him through The Apprentice. I think that that had a lot to do with him being president. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I think it's 14 that, seasons. That's simple. I, I, I saw, yeah, I saw two guys. They had a thing on HBO or CNN or, or whatever, not HBO, um, called Confidence Man or something. It was one episode on Trump. And then these two guys were talking mm. how they started the mm. show and kind of two writers, two kind of yeah. schlubby guys. Yeah, said, yeah, you know, yeah. we just we created this thing. And look, look what it, look what it, uh, I heard they had to hire an acting coach because he could not say you're fired in oh, any really? way that was believable. Uh, and and they realized that he, like most CEOs, have never said the words, you're fired. Yes. Um, so so they had, for two weeks, they had an acting coach working with really? him on getting the, you're fired thing down. But um, 
But that's where it really began with him becoming a national yeah. thing. And um, and I, you know, I, I'm sure all the outtakes in that show that they have, and all the other footage or whatever you want to call it, I'm sure he's done a lot of things that they would say if, if people only knew right. what he said and this and that and disparaging this one, the racial thing, whatever. Well, that you, national security server in the White House where they were hiding the Ukraine call. Don't you want to know what else they put there in the last three years? Well, that's, an, yeah, right. Where's yeah, the yeah, subpoena on that? Yeah. You know, because I'm sure it's worse. Now, will that matter to any of the people who are Republicans? If they if we show three no. more things that he's done, I don't think it'll matter. No. So so I'm sorry to go back to this question. And now, what do we do? Well, you're right. What do you, what do we do? I, I think, what could, what could I do that would be positive as far as being so angry at this person? And so... I'm like dumbfounded that this guy has gotten to to this point. And I think that other people are nonplussed when they hear him say things, do things. I know they have to like go along with it because they work with him and they want to be part of that. I don't know why. Um, they still think they can get something out of it in their career later after this. Things he said, especially in the East, I get so offended by the way he would get in these rallies and mm. say things about People, I want to punch him in the face. Right. He's such a, a mutt, a dog, you know. That's, mm. I've said this before, that he would actually say that. I mean, this is what are Who you would doing? Say that? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. This is a, this is our country. Right. This is what you do. I mean, it's infuriating. But you and I are not the kind of guys to just sit around and bitch about this. No, I. No. You know. <laughs> no, I mean, no offense, but. No, I, I, I. What, I don't know. I, but what do we do? First of all, the thing is to be positive about what's the future and not give him this much. Don't give into it. Attention and give him all this. Right. Which the media has done too. They've given him a lot of. So I, I mean, even me, I find myself watching the. I can't help but watch or one of these other uh, Republicans rationalize his behavior and actually get upset by it. And say, you know, I mean, it's like, what planet are we on? What, where are you from that you could say this right. with a straight face? You are Robert De Niro. You are beloved in this country. You know that. Uh, you don't have to admit it, but I'll just tell you. Um, and um, contrary to what the Republicans like to say, like all oh, these Democrats from yeah. Hollywood, or they're yeah, right. actually here's the the truth is they're the ones who've run Hollywood. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. uh, Gopher from the Love Boat was a congressman from oh, Iowa. Okay. Sonny Bono, Good, you know, uh, back in the old days, the senator yeah. from California, I can't remember his name now, George, uh, um, I know you just know. before our time. Yeah. Um, um, they, they, they actually love Hollywood. They run Hollywood. They elect Hollywood. And, um, and the truth is, and what we should say to them is, well, you know why you win when you run Hollywood? Because Americans love Hollywood. They love the movies. They love good TV. They love these things. And they're grateful to actors and directors and people who give them this entertainment. So it's not a negative thing. It's not, it's, it's, a, it's, I wish we would run more people, frankly. You know, I mean, it's, I just, I used to say this not as a joke so much, but I would just say, why don't we run Tom Hanks? Who hates well, Tom Hanks? Everybody loves Tom Hanks. No, you're right. I mean, uh, and and some actors have thought of it, and 
but it's a it's a huge a huge responsibility but when you think of someone like trump anybody my 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 little kids could, yeah. my daughter could do a better job than right. him right and no, i heard know. somebody say the other day that trump is so bad that i'd rather have one of the 63 million that voted for him it, would be better absolutely than than trump absolutely. himself because, you know, I've seen some of the people they talk about they might vote for Trump. They seem like nice people, smart, aware. And I'm shocked that they, somewhere in their mind, they think that Trump, uh, he represents something to him, well, uh, you know, to, to, to these people that... that, that part that, of it is he just, he just fucking says whatever he wants to say. Yeah. And that is, that's kind of refreshing that, to people. That, yeah. you know, he doesn't, whatever's in the brain... Just comes right out, but you have to. You have to. Uh, you just can't. You can't do that. You can't say the things you said about McCain. You can't say the things about awful. Yeah. Uh, uh, the FBI, the the, the the institutions. You can't say that. You can't do that. Those are all. You you can't do that. Period. It's it's. You can criticize, but not be insulting and disparaging and just. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. You, you didn't think he was going to win, did you? I didn't. No. And I, and, uh, Would you say that now? Would you say, oh, there's no way he's going to win next year? No, I won't say that. You I'm, won't say uh, that. It ain't over till it's over, and I'm very concerned, uh, as I think some people are, that, that he could win again. And right. then I think it would be a very bad, really, really, really bad situation in the country. Well, I don't know what I don't know what we'll have left or how we'll come out of if it's four more years, frankly. No. Um, and I'm not saying that to just scare people or No, it's just it's not hyperbole. It's really It's real. And there's real historical examples of how if you give too much power to somebody like that, it's dangerous beyond belief. He's joked about being president for life yeah. because of what G said or G did. He's not joking. We now know that anything he says in just take him seriously. Just, take him, he, he means it. And when he says he could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue and get away with it, he, he yeah, means it. Yeah. He's not lying to you then. No, no, he, he exactly. So uh, he would go for a third term. I always felt that if that he he'd get us into some altercation, be manipulated by smarter people than him who have another agenda get into something where then he'd have to be reelected because we're in a, a, a some kind of war or something. Maybe he called some kind of state of emergency if, if there were too many demonstrations or something, mm -hmm. which would then amp it up. Certain things that would give, because of his position. I mean, I don't know, you, you tell me that's what I... I think that's very true. He... If you remember, he implied that Hillary didn't really win the popular vote, that those were illegals who voted for her. And he started a commission and they took a poll and they found that um, something like, I don't know, 52, 59% of Republicans said that if Trump could prove that illegals caused Hillary to win the popular vote, they would support him postponing the next election until the electoral system was figured out and gotten right. Who said the that? majority of Republicans in a poll really, really? said that they would support postponing the next election if Trump could prove that there were illegals <laughs> voting for Hillary. That's I saw that and I was like, uh, wow, uh, you're right. No, Bob, you're right. It's this. Uh, it could happen. It could happen fairly quickly and in a way that that you might not even 
you might not see it coming. And then before you know it, all of a sudden, certain rights are suspended, yeah. an election is suspended, and he's doing it for the good of the country, protect mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, no, I t- I'm... That's what, uh, and look, I don't want somebody to dig up this podcast uh, a few years from now, and then they go, wow, Bob and Mike were right about that. <laughs> well, that doesn't do us any good. No. They need to no. understand now that you should be afraid. Yeah. I mean, we're all uh, young people. I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know this, the answer to this, but young people who are registering to vote now, yes. uh, and they are in record numbers. They are. Yes, they are. African Americans, Latinos, all yes. the, those are the ones that are going to bring us out of this. Right. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. I think that's the plan. Yeah. Personally, yeah. Here's the here's the statistic that I saw that I thought. Well, there's the answer. of the people who are eligible to vote in next year's election are either women, people of color, or young people between 18 and 35. That's 70% of the country. That is the traditional base of the Democratic Party. If we can't get out, when when we have the vast majority, the demographic is with us. Not just the demographic, but you look at any of the polls, the majority of the people take the Democratic Party position. They may not call themselves Democrats. Yeah. But they believe climate change is real. They believe the minimum wage should not be seven twenty-five an hour. Yes. They believe women should be paid the same as yeah. men. They be- <laughs> they take the positions yes. that Democrats take. So it's it's on us, I think, yeah, yeah, to get I, them I out there. I agree because I'm not afraid to say I'm afraid. Yeah, I mean, you must feel are you the same way. I mean, it's yeah, I'm, I'm anxious. I'm, I'm afraid. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I say the same thing. I'm, I'm nervous about this, uh, what it is, I, and I'm frustrated because I don't know what to do. I think people registering to vote, young people, the the uh, the uh, let's give them candidates and people to vote for. Yeah, well, that's yeah, but it also at this point, you, because of the situation, everybody has something. All have good qualities. You good could say things. something good about all of them. about all of them. Yes, Biden is probably. Um, you know, we just got to get over the hump. That's all. With Biden, whoever it is, I think Bloomberg is the, an adult, a grown-up. I think he, you know, they say he's a rich guy, but he puts, he does a lot of philanthropy, philanthropic things. Mm. He's a, uh, he he will, he's done real things, smoking in, in public places, stuff like that, certain other health things that, that were... Um, you got smoking out of bars in New York City. Yeah. Who would have ever How thought could you ever get that done? That could I mean, happen, yeah. But the certain things, uh, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a concerned citizen and puts his money where his mouth is. He's everything that Trump is not. Trump is a fake. He's, he's a loser, and he knows he's a loser, and that's what's scary because we don't want somebody in the White House who is so insecure that he really knows he's a loser. He's trying to act like a, like a tough guy, like, a, a, like he knows something. He's, he's a complete, he's a complete, I don't know, I, I run no, out I of agree. names to call him. Every time I see him in that trench coat, he's mm-hmm. always wearing the, the thug trench yes. coat. You know, like, and why don't you just put a scotch tape of sign on the back of that coat that says, I'm a loser, and I know <laughs> it. You know, because it's like, that's what that trench coat says. Who wears that around? Yeah. In their seventies, uh, yeah, like <laughs> you know, oh man, it's uh, well, I, I, uh, I don't know who buys it. Too people buy it, 
I, I, I can't understand it, but that's, that's uh, me. I can't understand how people buy. He's so transparent. Um, even, I, I get it. You, you give this idiot so much attention because it's so, you just can't believe what's happening. Just tell us that you have not lost one ounce of your, your fight and your grit and your determination about this particular subject, Donald Trump. Not one, no, nothing. No, I, I'm, I'm more angry than ever that, more, this, yeah. that this guy is where he is. And, and just, it's a lesson in human behavior because some of the, these Republicans, it's not about them. It's about the country. It's about the Constitution. It's about, it's about this country. Yeah. And they, they're not, you know, there was Justin Monash who stood up. Right, from Michigan. Um, maybe there's one, I don't know, I can't take off hand. But Mitt they stood Romney, up after they left. looks like he wants to stand up, but, maybe. But they don't want to leave the club in that sense. Mitt Romney should never have met Trump and Trump and in in, in John George in a restaurant in the Trump uh, hotel. Uh, he, because then you, you know, it's not about politics. It's about, I mean, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but they're all... They're, they're all like stars in their own communities. They could go into private practice and, and earn more money probably. Yeah. Or s- many of them, I think, are from well-to-do families. They could get out, speak out as much as they, they'll, they'll always get airtime. Speak out against this guy. What's his name did it? Uh, but he left and Corker did it, but he was leaving. But the other guy who's... Uh, so why don't, what are they afraid of? Losing. Well, they could make more I, money. I, to, I don't they know. Have I don't money. know. They have all that. They, all they don't, they don't have is prestige. They don't have, uh, they don't have their, I don't want to get so dramatic as to say they don't have their souls, but they've done something to their souls. They've made a deal with the devil to be with this guy. That's all I can think of. They somehow, What's the rationale? And you're a, a public servant and you've gone and you've, you've compromised yourself. You've sold yourself. You've prostituted yourself to be with this fool that taints everybody. Mattis is the only one, maybe one or two other barely got out. They're all tainted. Nobody's going to forget. Nobody's going to forget. Years, years down the line, right? The press will not forget. They will forget. They will, will not forget what. Those people have done right. to enable this terrible situation to continue. If you had a chance to run into one of these Republicans, like these House Republicans, you know, what would you say? What would you do if you encountered one of these, one of these on the committee that just just rolled over? I mean, what I would say is, I'd I'd say, shame on you, shame on you. What do you tell your grandkids? What do you tell them? What do you what do you want them to read about you later on in life? What do you want? I I I don't know what that they're so scared. They I I, I don't understand it. You know, I'm not a violent person. I assume that you're not. No, uh, either. I know I've done a lot of characters like that, but okay. that's that's called that's acting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but right, I know. Yes, if people are thinking that I'm talking to one of those characters, no. Mr. De Niro is not going to whack any of the Republicans no. or do anything to them or Jake LaMotta them uh, no. to the ground. No, even when I said I want to punch Unless you Donald, wanted to. <laughs> Please. Done, uh, Trump in the face after I, you know, I made a thing way before, way about a few months before he was elected. And I, I was meaning it in a, in a, as a figure of speech, not literally punch him in the face, but just to say, to let it, to see what it's like to have you to hear what you said 
by somebody else like me say, I'm going to punch you in the face to see what that's like. That's what it's, uh, how dare you say that to people? Somebody who's uh, being harassed in the audience or something. Yeah. How dare you? That's wrong. Right. But it would kind of feel good to punch, not hurt him, but just punch him in the face. Just a little. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> just cathartic. I, no, I, no I, I, I'd like to see a, a bag of shit right in his face. Hit him right in the face like that and let the picture go all over the world. And that would be the most humiliating thing because he needs to be humiliated. He needs to be confronted and humiliated by whoever the, 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 his opponent is, his political opponent. They have to stand up to him. They don't have to do it in a, an obvious physical way, but they have to have the formidability to confront him and to put him in his place because the people have to see that, to, to see him be humiliated. If there actually was a bag of shit in his face, um, I, I'm, I'm, he would be humiliated. And now I'm afraid, I just, as you said that, I thought, there's a guy always standing next to him with a briefcase with a nuclear coat. Yo, well. <laughs> I'm hoping, you know what, I, this is a, I have no proof of this. I'm believing that the generals at the Pentagon, they are not, they have never since day <laughs> no. one allowed those codes in that briefcase. No. There's I'm, numbers there, <laughs> but it's more like- it's one, two, three, four, five. Right, <laughs> yeah, press that all you right. want. Zero, 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 <laughs> or maybe pizza pizzas yeah. you know, for pizza delivery. But there's no way that they are allowing those numbers in that damn briefcase. I'm just gonna believe in that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, 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 what you're saying though, the sack of shit, maybe would he have empathy to suddenly feel like what it feels like when people are, hum when how he's humiliated people, how he's put children in cages, how he's done these things to tear families apart. I, I don't know, but look, look who he was, uh, he was with um, uh, Roy Cohn, you know, mm, right. who's um, master bully. Yeah, master bully, very smart. Devious, smart. Spirit. Mean spirited, hateful, self hating, probably. He was gay, hated himself yeah. for that, probably in some way. Uh, was that what, whatever thing he was acting out toward people in the world, who knows? But this is who Trump would look up to, you know. Right, right. Well, and then there are those moments like um, when the lawyer Wall said to McCarthy, have you no decency? Have you no decency? That's the turning point. Except here's what we know, that if somebody, if somebody confronted him in a really profound way like that, have you no decency? His answer would be, no, I don't. Fuck you. Well, somebody has to deal with him on that level. And they say, no, fuck you. Sorry. Yeah, what that's the doing? answer, right? Yeah, no, yeah. actually, Donald. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. You know. He, he, he needs that kind of put down humiliation uh, because, and, and I really think part of him is crazy. Or maybe, he, I never knew the term malignant narcissist until a, one of my cousins told me there's such a word and I looked it up and all it has is about him. Yeah, you could put his picture right there yeah. in that book next to that term. Uh, let me, I, let me, I want to talk movies with you as one director to another. Uh, speaking of, the, we were watching Bronx Tale last night. Uh, we, we just wanted to do that before we were going to talk to you here today. And um, that is such a great film. Um, it's, it's, it's powerful. It's funny. It's, um, um, it's profound. 
The first thing I wanted to ask you, though, after I watched it, was you, uh, in the film, you play Lorenzo, this yeah. bus driver, working class guy. You're trying to raise your, I think he was nine-year-old boy, 10-year-old boy, something like yeah. that, with these values, the, 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 the foundational yeah. values of the working class. Um, and then there's a Chaz who plays the, the local... Um, wise guy, if you will. Wise Sonny. guy, yes. Did you ever think, you know, I should be playing, I'm De Niro, <laughs> I should be playing the wise guy, and Chaz should be the bus driver, the working class guy. What it was was that Chaz, uh, it, at that time, Chaz wanted to, he was doing this one this one man show and it was, everybody was talking about it and so on. And so I finally went to see it. And then I, you know, I wanted to direct something. I thought, well. You had not directed anything before but that. At that point, I said, what am I going to find? I thought I could write something, but that wasn't happening. So I said, let me, th maybe I'll do this if I can get it and chairs on board and so on. And I, and so we started talking. I saw him in the show and so on. And, and I, and everybody was after him. And I, and I said to him, I said, look, what they're going to do is they're going to pay you a lot of money. They're going to buy the script for you. They're going to tell you they'll put you in it. But, or maybe they'll fudge it and say, well, you know, we'll try to do that. Well, but they, they won't commit to it because they know they can't. I said, they're going to come to me and they're going to ask me to play the part that you want to play. So if you just give me the thing to direct, I'll play Lorenzo and I guarantee you, you'll play Sonny. Wow. That was it. And. But why did you want to play the working class? Uh, I, I thought it was that because you'd expect me to play Sonny, but I also felt that, and it would be better to play that part, Lorenzo. Uh, and I, I liked what he was saying. And uh, and it was very important for Chaz to play Sonny. And I said, okay, you know, and it wasn't easy then. We had to get, the, get it set up with the studio and so on. Right. But I, I said, at least I can promise you that, no, I knew that we could get it done. And if I'm in it, it helps the movie. He could play that part. I'll play this part. And, you know. How much of it was that, how much that maybe you identified with the working class dad um, and and those values that he's trying to impart I, I, to the, his son? They're, 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 I identify with them. They're, they are the truth, as far as I'm concerned. That's that truth, but that's that's a real that's a truth, a real truth. That's the truth. The Sonny character, with all due respect, I'd like to think that he has more integrity than someone like Trump. And that's why we say that Trump's not even a good gangster. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's just a punk. Right. And he's not, he doesn't, he, he acts like this with that swagger and he's just a, a, a blowhard, a buffoon. But, okay. So here's what I don't get though. This is what you just said is true. He's a punk posing as a gangster. Yes. Okay, in all the movies, when the punk who <laughs> thinks he's a hotshot gangster, you know, just like in a horror movie, the first couple that has sex, they're going to die first. Right. Okay, right. In, the, in the movies, the punk who tries to pretend to be a gangster, he's gone by the second act yeah. of, of the film. How has Trump survived this? I hate to go back to this again, but I just, it's, are we just so befuddled by this that we can't? We well, we, we, you know, the, the, the third and fourth acts have not been 
have not uh, materialized yet. Okay, that's the way to look at it. And, and I think at the end of the day, I, and maybe it's because I, I feel that you have to think this way, is that he will get his comeuppance. He will be finally ignored by people. He'll be, uh, he'll be in a place that he'll never keep his mouth shut unless they ignore him. Like with certain people, I think like with Madoff, they don't, it's, they make it hard for, from what my understanding, hard to have access to him or talk to him or get in there. This guy, they just give him because, and he'll say it, he gets a lot of play and people do watch him. We all watch him, fascinated that this horrible thing is happening before you all turn on the TV and it's Trump. If you see talking heads, you know that Trump, one of the, the it's gonna come up, it's about him somehow. I, I think in other countries, they have, they're smarter than that, uh, like France, where they, it's a small thing, but they, they don't allow political, um, uh, yeah, people to do political pitches for the last, for the week before the election or yeah. a few days before the election right. and stuff like that or ads. Um, they control how much money yeah. is in their political system. It's another thing with the money that's, that corporations can give to these, it's, the Supreme Court allowed that. That's, right. that's, that's, yeah, and this is the president we got after that, that. decision. So, um, right. So his comeuppance at some point. I, I I think he will be. He will in history. I hope that eventually he will be. He will be even ignored, and he he'll. That's that's what I'm thinking. I want to see him in jail. Yeah. And, and, and there, and then sort of isolated. I think he'd need to be isolated because. Would you visit him in jail? No, never. No. I want nothing ever to do with him, ever, okay. ever, ever. Because, you know, we we're both raised Catholics. So it's <laughs> one of the things that we were encouraged to do, just visit people in jail. No, I, I, he's, uh, he's uh, irredeemable as far as I'm concerned. There's nothing about him. It's that, because there seems to be an absolute lack of conscience and um, an inability to show empathy. None, which is seen really it. weird. Like even a gangster has some empathy for of his course. family, close friends, you no, know. Never, never see it. nothing with this guy. It's really weird to see a human yeah. being devoid because it's one of the things that makes us different from other animals is that we have empathy, we, we have a conscience, we have these things and um, None seem to be in use here. No, not I, no. That's that's what's so uh, frustrating and infuriating is that there's nothing there. There's nothing to hold on to. He, nothing to take from from him. Nothing. Right. Any kind of something. You know. So in the second, or this would be his third act. Uh, his first act was here in New York. I'm going to yeah. let you go with that. <laughs> I'm not going to harp anymore yeah. on New York's failure. <laughs> yeah. To do anything. Um, uh, this is the second act where we're, that we're all sort of suffering through. And the third act, if, if we believe that the story can have a happy ending, is that he'll get his comeuppance. The American people will show up next year and correct the mistake. And, um, and, and then he'll be shunned in the way that, like, like Madoff, will be forever a pariah, forever shunned. OJ shunned. I mean, there's, yeah, for just, there are people who, that you 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 had your chance in life. You you you've you've blown an opportunity that 
no one gets in there. No. Their what a and, gift to be and, president of the United States. To be president States. and to try and do something good. Yeah. And this is all you had? Yeah. You're on the take? Yeah. No, he's a, and there might be a fourth act too with, with him. I mean, oh. Well, but I think it's just an even better one where he, he will just be um, further down. Further down. Yeah. No redemption. No, no redemption. No. No redemption, you know, like you think he. So he'll get us come up and say, Act Four yeah. is he is <laughs> he is in the worst hell imaginable. It's the only we have to have a correction, Bob. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I mean, we have to have there. Ha people need to see this is what happens to you. Yes. When you act like this. Yes. Yes. There there, there are consequences. You know, because science behavior. has created a mechanism to help a malignant yeah. narcissist. Yes. You know, so, yeah. you know, you do have a chance to go get some help. Well, he ain't going to get no, uh, no <laughs> help except <laughs> from, uh, he, he, it's whatever. It's, uh, Back but in, I don't, I don't yeah. like his people get, you know, think that I'm so angry about him and mad and they, that makes people angry. I don't want to make people, I want them to understand that I, that I hope many people feel it. And I know many people do feel the way, but the people who don't, who feel angry because of the way I speak, please understand. I, 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 you've got to understand that we're in a bad situation, even for you. You justifying that you love, or you feel you're behind Trump. That's not a good, I, I, I'll argue that with anybody. Yeah. You know, you, you, you're, that's not a smart decision. I'm sorry. It's just not. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Um, I don't. The economy is doing well. Right. Certain things. I don't. I don't know you personally, but yeah. I. I your your fuck Trump trilogy. I guess yeah. that's what we'll call it. Uh, first at the Tonys. Yeah. Then um, with Brian Stelter on CNN, <laughs> and, um, and he goes. He says to you, hey, Mr. De Niro, on a Sunday morning, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and. Uh, and the, I think probably Colbert, I think you did a uh, reprise of it on. Uh, uh, I was going to, I was going to. Yeah, whatever was that was, was, yeah. But he, no, I, I really wanted to say fuck Fox uh, because I said fuck him. He said, well, what about Fox? And I mean, no, it's fuck Fox. They are a, another bunch of, and this guy takes his marching orders from them in some ways. Yes. Yes, this well, is disgraceful. To. This is this is Rupert Murdoch. This is what he, this is what he came to this country to give us. Right. Right. So, so, but I think people should know this about that you're not actually that angry no. person, you know, fuck you and fuck you and fuck you and fuck no. you. I mean, it's this, it's, and, and I would assume, again, I, I'm, you know, you and I do not hang out, but I'm assuming <laughs> you're not the characters in the movie. No. I go, I go with that, that I'm not talking to Travis Bickle right now. No, no, um, of course not. Yes, yes. So, so yet, uh, something has to happen here. Can I go back to Bronx Tale? Yeah, yeah. Actually, please. I just had a thought about, there's a scene in the movie where um, um, uh, it's in the bar and a group of, of like Hell's Angels or bikers have come in uh, to the bar in the Bronx. And they really look like they're up uh, to no good. Yeah. And, and then they start to be up to no good and the bartender can't get them to behave. And then uh, Chaz, uh, yeah, the character, the sunny, char yeah, sunny character, the, the gangster guy comes in. He's there to protect the neighborhood too. That's his part of his job. And 
And uh, he comes in and um, he says to them very nicely, uh, I think it's time now for you to leave. And, well, they not only don't leave, they, <laughs> <laughs> they go a little more into their Hell's Angel yeah. uh, routine. And, and he very calmly goes over, locks the front door of the bar, and then he says, now yous can't leave. Right. Now yous can't leave. And it's like, oh, wow. And I thought about that after I watched, uh, rewatched the movie again last night. That's what I'd like to say to the Republicans on that <laughs> impeachment committee. <laughs> right. You've had a chance. We've given you a chance yes. to do the right thing. Yes. Somebody locked the doors yeah. of the committee room and somebody <laughs> needs to say to them, no, yous can't leave. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not, of course, I'm not talking about now we have a bar fight, but, but they need to be told that they have so crossed the line that don't think we haven't been paying attention and don't think that we're going to let you get away with it. Yes. And you're not, you're, how you're going to pay for it, we don't know quite yet. It won't just be, we're going to throw you out of office next year. Right. You need to think that of, of, of what you've done to violate our Constitution, our American values, it has nothing to do with the fact that you're a Republican or, you know, you, you believe that a, a fertilized egg is a human being at, at conception. Fine. That's what you believe. That's not what our problem here is today. No. Our problem is that, that you have crossed the line. Yes. Big time. Big time. And now, Bob and I are coming for you. <laughs> well, not the public. Yeah, has the to come. the three hundred million of yeah. our fellow yeah. Americans who are sick and tired of watching this. I don't know if you've traveled the country at all. But no, I, I'm telling you, there is they, this malaise. Uh, well, I hope it. I hope it has to be shown at the at the ballot box. Uh, it has to be shown like that because people have to get out and vote and and, and get this guy out. It's not enough just to complain about it. No, I, I and, uh, and no. If, and if the and if the can't like okay, let's say like you know I like Bernie. I've like I've like yeah, I've supported yeah. Bernie since forever. Sure, yeah. You know, um, if I like Bernie and uh, you like Biden, or I don't know, I'm not. You know, I like them all. They all have good qualities, but you know, Biden is like the good uncle. He, he's older. He says a few things, gaff here and there, uh, but he's a good. He's, he's well intentioned, and. You see, you know, people, you're with them for that reason. Somebody like Trump is not, does not, and they're with him. Because I think you were saying, I mean, we first became aware of it when you were saying it, that he shook things up, the people really, you know, he want to, I mean, that's that's crazy. But they that's how unhappy people were, people were with the whole happy. system. They saw him as a human Molotov yeah. cocktail. And they, let's go in and vote for him. And, and he's a bomb thrower. And they didn't stop to think you might be some of the collateral damage of yeah. his bomb throwing. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, as we've seen you speak in these last few years, you came over to a rally that Mark Ruffalo, myself, and Fisher Stevens yeah. uh, put together on Central Park West the night before uh, Trump's inauguration. 30,000 people packed really? yeah, Central yeah. Park West. And you came on that stage. And I don't know if I've ever heard you give a, a speech. Of, I guess you would call it a political speech, but it was, it was so profound. And the things that you said were, were really moved people. 
Um, and it moved me and it made me, you know, grateful for your existence, but you didn't stop there. You've been a voice. Anytime yeah. that you've had the opportunity to speak to your fellow Americans, you've let them know. And you've given, I think, people courage because you've just had the courage to just say what it is. Fuck it. Um, yeah, fuck it. Is right. Fuck it. And, and this is too important. And God damn it, this is my country. And I'm not going to let this happen. Not on my watch. No, it is too important. I, I'm not a political person. I'm just so angry about what's going on and afraid that we're going to. You have to speak up now. There's no more kind of gentle, genteel kind of way of saying, <laughs> he just is kidding around. He just says that. No, no, no. He's not, he's not your uncle who says stuff and he's in, and he's, he's in, in a, he's in the, in the, in the living room speaking and who cares? He's, this guy is in the, the world speaking and people listen and people who are, who are not so, uh, are, have great uh, potential for being misdirected will listen to this guy and do the wrong thing. They might think it's the right thing, but uh, no, he's, 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 uh, he's a real danger. I met your daughter uh, for the first time yeah. uh, just before I came in here. And she told me that you have never done a podcast. You've not no. done, po this is your first podcast. Yeah. And this is, I gotta tell you, this, I've done podcasts, but this is my first podcast. Yeah. It's mine. This is, you're, you're my first uh, guest on, yeah. on my first podcast, doing your first podcast. So, um, so how's it going? How's it been now? Your first, your first podcast? Uh, it's okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I've not, I, I've not listened to any podcast. If you remember when you were younger, the part of radio that wasn't music, where they, where there was people spoke to each yeah. other. Like you and I haven't had to talk in sound bites here yeah. uh, today. Yeah, we haven't exactly. had to, uh, you know, there's not cameras on us. We don't, we can sit in these chairs and we can do whatever yeah. we want. Um, so there's a relaxed feeling to it and there's, and, and we can be authentic. You know, we're not, we're not, uh, we have to break now, Bob, for a commercial right. and sell some soap. No. It's and the young people, I you know, I think the young people like this. Uh, Great, it's Great. it's real, and they're and they're tired of the bullshit and they're tired yeah. of the phoniness, and um and I think that's why, I think that's why podcasts work, and uh, yeah, no, I mean I remember when I was a kid, you listened to the to the uh, big big radio with a little dial right here and a right. little screen and listen to the Lone Ranger and stuff like that. I don't know. If, that was in your time, but yeah. when I was a kid, it was just that I it was just ending. Yeah, but my mm. grandparents were really old. I mean, here's how old my grandfather was born three years after the Civil War. Wow, that's just my grandfather. Wow, so they had that's <laughs> they were like the last people in town to get yeah. a TV. They loved that big radio. Yeah, and yeah. they loved and I remember this is what I remember about them that and their walls were covered with books. Mm. There were no pictures involved. Yeah. You and I, we make our living with pictures yeah. um, to a large extent. The books have no pictures. You have to create the in your imagination. Yeah. And the radio. Oh, you're right. That's a, you're right. You didn't see the Lone Ranger on his horse. You didn't see any of that. No, you had to create true. that in your. Yeah. I think that's a good thing for kids, actually. I do, too. To, I to do have too. to create the picture, to not depend on somebody creating it for you. I think that's one of the things I love listening to podcasts because I'm just going through this 
and I'm inventing. Yeah. I'm I and which makes me then I'm I'm a co I'm a collaborator to yeah. this work of art that whoever's doing this on the podcast, I'm with you. Yeah. I think that's maybe why it why it works, but you should do you should do another one. Or two. We'll see, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> There's other things you have to do. Yeah. What are you doing, by the way? What's the now I'm well I'm gonna do as far as work, I'm just doing a movie in the spring with Marty Scorsese. Flower Moon. The, uh, and, What's it about? Uh, it's about the Osage um, Indians in um, in Oklahoma and the, the land grabs and everything. And I, I play the the bad guy and the uh, piece. And Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. Marty's directing it. It's about that period, you know, the with the oil and mm-hmm. a little series of of deaths that were really, um, it was like a mystery of who people would, uh, the, many of the uh, Native Americans who had the, the Osage, who had tied land titles, were mysteriously dying. Yeah, what's the book called, Flower but, Moon? Yeah. Wow, I, I already want to see this. So you're not giving up anytime soon. You, no. You've got more movies than you. And, yeah, I have things to do. I'm yeah, busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And um, um, but the, uh, it, it's what to do to get this president out of office. Well, get, leave us with some some uh, sense of not false hope, but 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 something that we can aspire to. Well, well, the reality is that I feel there's a there is a happy ending to this, and people have to get out and vote, and. Um, so the public has to create. The public has to create. They have to get out there and not think that there's not. They're not part of this whole process. Um, they they have to, and and younger people have to register. And I mean the 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 gerrymandering part is a yeah going on and voter suppression, fighting that. I don't know what that's. I'm saying everything that's general. I know. I mean it's no, but there general. are groups that are fighting that yeah, for next year. I, yes, yeah. We just passed a ballot amendment in Michigan making it a crime to voter suppress. Really? Yeah. Great. Yeah, to yeah. stop the gerrymandering. Yeah, great. People should get those get that ballot proposal on whatever state you're in. Yeah. You can do this. Yeah. It's, it's I mean that's that's what it's I don't know of a more criminal act, seriously, in a democracy yeah. than to, to do anything to try and make it hard or deny people the right to vote. I mean, what did everybody die for? What did my yeah. uncle, my uncle died in World War II, and I just think, wow, you know, my, my dad was in the Marines in the South Pacific, and yeah, he in his last, he he just passed away a couple of years ago. He couldn't believe what had happened. <laughs> he couldn't. Wow. He, yeah. he he was just like, this is what we fought for. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. He was just um, beside himself. Yeah, I could and see. I hated to see him leave us. You know, he lived in '93, but. But he, he should have gone out seeing that, that what he and his brother what he fought and died for and, and that, that we weren't going to let this democracy get away from us, that we were, we, it was going to, and we were going to take care of the people. Because my dad, they were all union guys. Yeah. That's, that's why I love that, you know, the character there in the Bronx Tale. But, but, but even the thing I got from the, from the Irishman, part of Hoffa that, no matter what his flaws were, <laughs> he actually cared yeah. about those guys who drove yeah. those trucks. Yeah. He won the union. Yeah. He died. What's the last thing? He died. He died yeah. because yeah. they wouldn't give him his union back. 
Yeah. And he, that was more important than any big house on a lake that, that, that fighting yeah. for the working class. And, um, so, so I don't know. I mean, I like to feel I'm hopeful and there are some days I just think we are so screwed and I try not to go there. Yeah. You can't, you, you can't, you gotta, you gotta be positive. Yeah. You go, go and, and I don't, um, you can say it. No, no, I just don't want to just be saying things that are uh, that are about him. That are, you know, fuck him. He's ne- he's a, he's. We all know that. It's just how we move past all that, and he he's gonna be forgotten eventually. This whole period will be forgotten, and we'll move on, and it'll happen again. Right. And I'm worried. We can't let it happen again. No, we can, and there'll be rule, laws and so on. But it will happen again in another place with a person who's more wily. He's not even wily. Who's smart mercurial and and just as dangerous but will be just it could be three generations from now four generations but it'll repeat itself it just will that's what i think this guy is like uh, a first grader in this stuff but that's scary because people even listen to him but it it will happen again yeah and then we've got to be ready maybe not in our lifetime but it'll have it there'll be something coming along like this and Republican, uh, these senators who are some, the congressmen who are just—I uh, don't know. It's uh, it's yeah. It's, it's uh, the awful people awful. who need to be told. Yeah. Now you you can't leave. Yep. <laughs> because yeah. now we're gonna we're gonna make sure this doesn't. Happen what I again. would like to see is not only remove Trump, but let's create a better world in this country. Yes. To where where the working person has a good life. To where, yeah. to where you're, if you're a woman, you have equal status. Not just 25% of our Congress is women, 50% of it is. That everybody has a chance here. And yeah. that's what I've wanted to see my whole life. That everybody has a seat at the table. Yes. Everybody gets a slice of the pie. Yep. You know, and, and um, somebody asked me a few months ago, what, uh, why are you doing all this? Why do you keep doing this? And I said, I said, because I want to save the America we've never had. I believe that it's still a work in progress. It, a lot of it has not been good and we can fix it. And, oh. and I, am, I am committed to the America that we still don't have yeah. and that, that you and I can make happen. And on that, in Amini Sepateri Sefilio Spiritus Sancti. Well said. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you uh, so much uh, for doing this here in, in your, your office in downtown uh, New York City. Um, I and many others appreciate not just your work, um, but your heart and your grit and determination uh, to unfuck this thing. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, thank you. Yeah, no, listen, listen. good luck with the, with the. With the. The podcast. The podcast. Yes. <laughs> we'll need it. It's called Rumble. Oh, okay. Rumble Rumble with Michael Moore. Oh, great. You like that? Yeah, yeah. It's, great, it's a, How long is it? An hour? Or? Yeah. It, it's Well, that's a great thing with podcasts because oh, we're not answerable to any. It can oh, be 15 yeah, minutes. Great. Oh, okay. It can be 40 minutes. It can be, it's like the BBC, you know? Yeah. Whatever, okay. how long the program is, that's how long it is. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So, but mostly great. it'll nice. probably be around an hour. And uh, this is the first one. And, um, We'll we'll see what happens with it, but I'm I'm uh, I'm hoping to make my contribution in this 
Yeah, I here. hope it all works. I hope <laughs> what I said was okay. <laughs> Thank you for being on my first uh, podcast yeah, no, uh, here no, at Rumble. No, no. I think you're great. You're doing great stuff. <laughs>